This episode of Bonfire Side Chat is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv. Thank you. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And I am Sean Wagner. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is a nightmare newborn favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Nine out of ten great ones agree. Yes, <laughs> and this week we are reading your thoughts on uh, the Nightmare of Mensis. Sorry, no, the Nightmare Frontier. <laughs> Sorry, I was already looking forward to it. <laughs> the, the, the result of an RSS error from beyond. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Real quick, before we get started, Sean, thanks for sticking around. Oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah, we really do. Um, yeah, so I'll go ahead and get started here with Scott with some uh, follow-up from the for last issue um, episode. Scott <laughs> says via contact, It's my impression that even with the blood fad, the people in Yarnum weren't actually drinking blood. Blood menstruation involves transfusion. When you heal, you're not chugging them. It looks like you're jabbing them like an EpiPen. The residents of Canehurst were called vampires because instead of getting transfusions, they're drinking straight from the tap. Ingesting <laughs> blood apparently manifests power differently than transfusing it. Hmm. So it's just needle drugs versus alcohol, which is the real evil. Yeah. <laughs> legalize it. Yeah. Um, so so the, the, the legalize it. I don't think anybody's arguing for legalizing needle drugs, Gary. <laughs> Let's be real here. Um, but, um, yeah, so, so I, I like that idea and it does seem, you know, like you, you do get a transfusion at the beginning of the game and your healing is, you know, like by, by doing this, uh, uh, Pulp Fiction kind of stab. Um, however, I don't know how that squares up with the, uh, the fact that it becomes like a surrogate alcohol. Yeah. The pungent blood cocktail, Mm -hmm. which has cocktail in the title. Yeah. Um, you know, it does definitely seem like something people drink. And they say that, yeah, they say that it's more popular than booze. And I guess it could be like transfusions are more popular than mm-hmm. booze. But that's like saying that, like, you know, doctors are more popular than hair. You know, like that doesn't <laughs> like I don't really understand how to square that together as a sentence, I guess. Um, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I do think it's interesting, though, the idea that, uh, you know, ingesting versus giving a shot would be more or less powerful i would think getting a shot right into your bloodstream would be more powerful but as far as canehurst is concerned they i couldn't see them you know taking shots because just of how decadent they are they'd have to you know just drink it probably out of fancy glasses and yeah, stuff. So. There, there would be there would be goblets involved out of out of ailing lauren chalices yes <laughs> out of sideways <laughs> skulls yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh you, you know i i like the you know in my head canon for this is that there really wasn't that much of a difference between the way that uh the church and canehurst you know imbibed you know, like they were all kind of mixing it up dirty. It's just that it was a minor sectarian, uh, you know, kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Struggle between them. Yeah, it's like a different uh, different groups of like Protestants or whatever. They're yeah. just quibbling over the details. <laughs> Basically, Canehurst wanted to be able to marry their cousins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, Geolaw writes in, uh, sorry, Jeffrey, that's his actual name. Uh-huh. I'm, it's just so hard not to say that. Uh, writes in via contact saying, um, as a follow-up to Changelings, which uh, we discussed in the Jail and Bergenworth appendix, which in turn, uh, pre-taped Colin Show style, was about the uh, uh, when we were talking about Hemic and the uh, um, the Changeling kind of, kind of idea uh, presented there. Um, apparently, I said that it was uh, pretty fucked up the way that we used to treat our kids. Kids, totally true. Um, but Jeffrey continues uh, a thing that makes this even worse according to Germanic legends cor- to a G- Germanic legends course that I took is the fact that cultural historians guess that the story of changelings uh, uh, was developed as an explanation for children developing autism and other mental mental illnesses. I know someone whose son is autistic and have heard them say uh, when his behavior changed, it was like he was replaced. It's creepy to think that there was a point when we actually believe that this is what happened. And that is super heartbreaking. I, yeah. I, I can't imagine what a parent would go through with that. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's interesting and also, also sad. There's a bit, um, there's a thing that happens in Pillars of Eternity that reminds me of that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's, that could be based on that, that same kind of idea too. Yeah. Um, it's pretty neat. Yeah, good, like, good follow up. There, there's a, there's a whole bunch of that. Like you know, they say like <laughs> by the time you're 30, you have all the mental illnesses that you're gonna have. You know, mm-hmm. and so when you come up on that, like most, like the, there's just a certain percentage of the population that turns into a different a different person in yeah. that regard, and it's one of my bigger fears. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. That wasn't pertinent, or even um, <laughs> <laughs> it was just more of a sad thing. In a personal admission <laughs> on my part, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Sean, do you want to read uh, uh, Hege or Heg? Heg? Yeah. Heg, uh, uh, sorry if I'm saying that wrong, says via contact, you said in one of the episodes that you didn't know much lore about the messengers. I saw a YouTube video where a guy proposed that they are minions of the moon presence and that they bring you to the hunter's dream. I know it's not much, but to me, this seems plausible. Oh uh, yeah, huh. I mean, I, I, you know, that that makes sense to me. I, I kind of assumed that as well, I guess. So. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the moon presence, which this is the first time I think we've mentioned mm-hmm. uh, the moon presence on the show, uh, is the uh, kind of ultimate manipulator in the uh, in the the game. We'll talk about it a lot uh, when we do our final episode mm-hmm. um, of the season. Uh, but that makes a lot of sense because we, you know, we couldn't really figure out something for the messengers and uh, kind of where they show up. Um, I'd be curious to try to, I'd watch that video and see how the YouTube author squares their appearances mm-hmm. with that. I'm not, I don't mean that in a skeptical sense. I just mean that in a curious sense. Yeah. So, hmm. yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting idea. Yeah. Um, and if I haven't reached out to you, um, Hague, uh, by the time you hear this, uh, go ahead and send us a link to that video, actually. Yeah, I'll try, I'll try to find it. But in, in case that ends up being uh, resistant to the YouTube search engine. Yeah. Um, it would be handy to have a link specifically. Somebody um, on our Facebook um, suggested a uh, top 10 um, like bosses link. Hmm. And it is uh, every time I tried to open it on my phone, it tried to install the YouTube app. Oh, yeah. On my phone, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so the um, so I just ended up not looking at it. And I was trying to figure out from him which one it was. And, and I couldn't. So that kind of stuff can be useful for taking a look at things like just uh, the, you know, the title or, or the name of the, the uploader or what have you um, in addition. Um, not, not to call, I'm not calling out the, the person who shared that link on Facebook, just that, uh, that kind of the, the context is useful for show notes and stuff yeah. is just my point. Um, Jason says via contact, you're right. Those tick things are really creepy slash scary and they are annoying slash hard to kill. 
One thing I remember freaking me the fuck out is when I was doing a chalice dungeon and I crept up and visceral attacked one of those guys using a pickaxe in one part of the level. Then after leaving that area and coming back through, I turned a corner and there was one of those evil ticks. It was interesting to learn later that if you perform a visceral attack in some of the chalice dungeons, uh, the large amount of blood left behind from this will cause those ticks to show up. It's frightening. Mm. Um, yeah, we we knew about that. We were going to talk about that in the chalice dungeons, mm-hmm. but it is an interesting thing, and it d- does disincentivize doing visceral attacks, <laughs> which is yeah, a weird yeah. decision. Yeah. Yeah, but, I, d- I didn't know that. I figured they were just hopping down from whatever strange place I didn't see in the room. So <laughs> yeah, no, you, yeah, you control it. So okay. Yeah. Interesting. Again, I like that. That's a it's a little crimson heady. Yeah. I mean, I don't like it in play, but I like the idea of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. AKA Chalice Dungeons. Yep. Yeah, um, it's another it's another connection between Kanehurst and the Thumerians, potentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here, getting on to the responses about the actual area here. William writes in via the contact form saying, Forgetting gameplay. The nightmare the nightmare frontier and most of the nightmare sections are just a bit over-designed. To be honest, they feel more like hokey, uh, more like a hokey Halloween orgy than a creeping horror that was successful in other places, such as the Hypogean Jail. Uh, the one good bit of design here is Amygdala, awe-inspiring creature design with a fantastically orchestrated theme and some lovely symbolism. Uh, she has one arm too many uh, to move convincingly, but at least this fight kept me on my toes. Yeah. It's a hokey Halloween orgy. <laughs> yeah. it's, Damn it's a it. fuck fest. It's, <laughs> I need to call my distributor and change the title of yeah. my upcoming <laughs> DVD release. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it, this, it, this is incredibly cluttered. I think that's more of a problem for pathfinding than anything, but uh, it, it, it does become visual. Uh, it does become visual Teflon. Yeah, and that's something I find is true in some other areas of Bloodborne as well, but I think it's worst here. Mm-hmm. You know, like just like the the big piles of just stuff on the ground that you can do with the PS4 is like initially pretty neat, and then I realize I don't really need it or care for it that much. Um, like it's it's used a purpose sometimes, and other purposes other times not. Yeah, and this feels like not, at least to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean, why don't you say what uh, Sarah uh, Derek written? Okay, uh, Derek says via contact, I came here before beating Rom because Rom was so tough. I got a great taste of HP Lovecraft and was pretty happy until rocks flew from off screen to kill me. Rom and these yetis were my least favorite part of the mid game. I beat the boss on my second try, but on my first try I dodged the first targeting laser but didn't realize there would be an explosion. Too deceptive for my taste for a souls boss. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I agree about the... Uh, uh, the rocks, I uh, those rocks are hard to dodge. Even if you dodge the actual rock thrown by those guys, um, yeah, they have the, splash damage. <laughs> yeah, the, it's just super obnoxious because it seems like it's punishing you for kind of doing what it wants you to do, which is get out of the way. But you know, if you're trying to keep proximity with, if you're fighting another child, then it's well, that's a strange sentence, but it's um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know, it, kid fights. <laughs> It, it punishes you for like keeping proximity to them in a way that just feels sort of obnoxious versus like, you know, good design. Yeah, I agreed. Um, the, the little explosion thing, like it is a, a kind of thing where um, there's nothing that telegraphs that there's an explosion mm-hmm. from the laser. So the under, the idea that it's unfair is, is valid. The reason why I think it's okay though, is because one thing that's true about Amygdala is that Amygdala doesn't, 
like doesn't one shot you mm-hmm. and doesn't do very many combos. Yeah. Right. Like if you get caught in that laser, if you're doing okay on health, it's pretty unlikely to kill you. Um, and she's easy enough to maneuver around to heal. Um, you can get killed if you if you're not at full health, but if you stay at full health, which I think is the way that most of the bosses in Bloodborne are designed because mm-hmm. you can usually take a shortcut right there and they give you 20 healing potions mm-hmm. um, off the bat. Um, you're unlikely to get one shot and yeah. because she doesn't combo, like it just like it, it, it doesn't make it a better design. Like having that explosion more telegraphed, like having the ground shake for a mm-hmm. second or something would have given you a chance to dodge. But the fact that it's not so dire, like it's another way to deal with something that happens yeah. out of nowhere is having the consequences below. I like the surprise. Like it does come out of nowhere the first time it happens, but it, it's 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 easy enough to learn the consequences are low enough. I can see where you're coming from, but it feels more like a screw you than a fuck you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it seems to me like it's it's also kind of a play style thing because if you're not playing locked on, which I I play against every doll not locked on, it's pretty hard to get hit by that explosion because you have an easier time just not just avoiding the path of the yeah. laser. Yeah. Um, yeah, Steven says via Facebook, I like the frontier for a number of reasons. Obviously, the inclusion of patches is a plus, which is only made better when we actually get to see them later. I enjoy the geography and the enemies here as well. When I came upon this mess of land and monsters, I thought of At the Mountains of Madness, my favorite Lovecraft story. So this immediately intrigued me. The Amygdala fight reminds me a bit of the gaping dragon. She, I believe Amygdala is referred to as a female, uh, begins with a healthy dose of shock and awe, but is made fairly easy by any attack that has a vertical arc. Lastly, this is when we see our first Winter Lantern, and despite my hate for how Frenzy actually works, I love the design and lore implications of these enemies. I'm curious to hear the specific problems you guys have with the location. And by the time you hear this, <laughs> yeah. I feel like we've enumerated it. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I feel like we've expressed ourselves. Yeah. yeah, I'd be curious to hear like what our listeners' kind of consensus, or at least a couple of uh, a couple of different stories about what they think the lore implications are. Of the, uh, oh, of, the, of, the, of the Witcher yeah. lanterns, if we if we kind of hit on it, and that and that was the the, the notion here, I'd just be curious. Like Stephen, hey, let, let us know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the the at the mountain of madness thing is interesting because um, like I don't like it doesn't it doesn't feel like that to me specifically, um, but I can kind of see it if you if you take the Lauren uh, connections um, of like being in this area where something had gone down a long time ago, which is a thing that happens in at the mountains of madness. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are, you are at mountains and there is madness, <laughs> but at the mountains <laughs> of madness actually involves like a lot of Arctic waste mm-hmm. and, and under mountain ruins. Yeah. Um, but it, it is, I, I can kind of see it there, but I'd be interested also to hear uh, what the connections were mm-hmm. that you had, because we're still, uh, we're ramping up to our Lovecraft episode pretty soon uh, mm-hmm. for Halloween. And the uh, that's not on my list of stories we're going to kind of try to tie into things. Yeah. Um, so I'd be curious to hear a counter-argument for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Is this me? Yep. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Mandy writes in via contact saying, as much as I love the lecture hall, I really wish it was its own larger level instead of being a transitional area to the nightmares. The atmosphere in the place is perfect, and it would have been beautiful to explore an entire campus that's been destroyed by the knowledge it was trying to unlock. That being said, I was so excited when my character first opened the door into black nothingness, only to be transported to what would become one of my least favorite areas in the game. Womp womp. No, <laughs> they even stated stronger. <laughs> my least favorite area in the game. 
Whoops. Mm. Um, uh, uh, they continue. Woes aside, though, since you've probably already talked about all the bad points, the most interesting thing about uh, Nightmare Frontier is probably uh, what you can see in the skybox. You can actually see Mergo's loft from there. Um, and that's when I realized why it's called a frontier. Amygdala was all right, but I would have liked it better uh, to fight him in uh, in the Unseen City, uh, since the arena and the area didn't really match the vibe of the boss. Anyway, Lecture Hall is great, uh, but it should have been bigger, um, and the game could have done without Ni- <laughs> the Nightmare Frontier. Here's hoping to the DLC uh, that will give us more interesting levels to explore. Yeah. 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 I, I actually think Amygdala's arena is perfect for Amygdala. Yeah. Um, unless you mean that the arena, the boss that you fight in Yarhagul would have been better with without that boss. You know, mm-hmm. if, that, if that's what you mean. Like the, the Unseen City's boss doesn't match that arena, which I don't necessarily agree with either. But I like Amagdala being in this just big yeah. empty circle. The, the the colors seem to match in a weird way. Like I like the visual design of the way Amagdala fits in with the space. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I just I like the idea that like this is the frontier. We have a frontier in the the, the version of Yarnum that we know, right? Yeah, and just that this is outside of the settled it's, area. It's for Yarnum Gallagher to do a routine. <laughs> they go to the frontier tombstone to get to the to get to the the frontier, but you go to the nightmare tombstone to get to the frontier. Which is it? <laughs> it makes no just, sense. He smashes a slug with with, with a with a with no. A, he, he smashes a student. <laughs> like yeah, he smashes a student thing. with a Kirk hammer and then just. <laughs> yeah. I don't like gay people. Look, I'm Gallagher. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think so, I think uh, Mandy will be uh, probably pretty happy with the DLC because there's an area that definitely recalls Bergenworth at least the the style a bit to my mind. So yeah, that would you be know? my dream. Like I, I, I just want to explore that campus. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that could be the entry point is in the lecture hall. So I've been terrible about not spoiling myself on this DLC, you guys. I, I've, uh, I watched yeah. the trailer. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I, I'm going in very dark for Dark Souls three, but I've uh, committed myself very heavily to the fact that I'm just always going to look at all Bloodborne stuff, just because I just at this point I want answers, and so any any hint that I might know what's coming or have the idea that there might be something that's answered is just too appealing to me. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I get that too. And I, I've watched, I've looked at some stuff too. I haven't like gone searching it, but I also am not avoiding it. Um, yeah. which is, which is unusual for me. I just feel like it's like, Oh, I earned it with bloodborne. Like it doesn't, you know, like the, the having the stuff spoiled doesn't feel the same. And then I watched the trailer and saw the boss and I feel bad about the boss. Like it yeah. might <laughs> be a good fight, but like, I don't, I'm not looking forward to it based on what I saw, um, which is which is my own fault for for spoiling it for myself, I guess. Yeah. But the areas look sweet, so it's it's balancing out a little of the bitter with with something I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. Um, is this you, Sean? No, uh, this, no, okay. no, this is this, this, this is fake Sean. Okay, good. <laughs> I, I, this is this is the Sean that wants to turn us all into celestial emissaries. Sean, <laughs> via um, contact, says, "Who boy, the Nightmare Frontier." This is one of the only optional areas I found on my first playthrough of the game, and it's amazing how disappointing it is after playing The Nightmare of Mensis, my favorite area in Bloodborne. While the area has an amazing has amazing difficulty balanced with multiple areas and rich story bits, the frontier feels relatively empty and sterile by comparison. I do like that, uh, like Man- Mensis, this area is the tough part and the boss battle is pretty easy. I never died to Amygdala. It's disappointing he's more he's not more of an interesting fight given how much he showed up before now, though. 
The lecture hall itself, by contrast, is awesome. The way we get there, either by getting grabbed by Amygdala or via the Mensa student, both look awesome. And the visual design of the uh, Thumerians is ghoulish and sad. I love the classroom that you can see from above, with the students sitting in front of the instructor, all vacant stairs. <laughs> like how compact the area seems, too, while it's outside leads to literal nightmares. Can't wait to hear you guys get into Mensis and the rest of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> those yeah. those those vacant stairs are why I would I could never teach. I've taught some classes before, <laughs> like even at a college level. You know, as I've been brought in to like teach a thing about games. You know, and like no matter how engaging you try to be, no matter how much you try and like extend something, everybody is just like doll eyes or like fucking jaws. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, nobody uh nobody gives a shit. The, <laughs> um, that's that's the lesson here. Uh, what the, it's interesting. He said uh he, he's describing the Mensis or the uh the area and he says the Thumerians are ghoulish and sad. Mm-hmm. Um I wonder what the Thumerians he's referring to here. Uh is he saying that the students are Thumerians? Um they, I think so. It is they I mean they have kind of uh that general Thumerian thing that also a lot of the uh cathedral ward enemies do, but the, the longness. Yeah, like the longness kind of, of yeah. The, the vacant scream mask sort of things. That that that, that just feels like, like 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 them, you know, becoming drippy. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Like, like you could probably read it as like, oh, they're taking on an aspect of this civilization that they're studying. You know, like I could see that. But um I don't know that they're actually like just uh, you know, biological Thumerians. Like the guy in the like the Irish studies class who starts wearing a kilt. Off the top. The class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah the wait, wait, that and, doesn't even make any sense. A kilt in an Irish class? <laughs> hey, man. It, it's a, like, uh, he, he's a bad student. The, um, yeah, I don't, uh, if it was, uh, one thing that's interesting is if they do look like Thumerians, we've been um, ascribing anything that looks like a Thumerian to being from Thumeria and not as being an early stage or part of the curse, too. Mm-hmm. Just something to consider. Like, the same thing that happened to Thumeria is happening to Yarnum and mm. the Nightmare Frontier. So it's possible that it's not that they are necessarily Thumerians. It's just something that happens when, you know, as part of this this malaise. Because mm-hmm. we know that, that that malaise takes different forms, right? Yeah. Like some people, most people turn into beasts, it seems like, but some people turn into fleas mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and things like that. So yeah. just something to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it seems like a sort of, the blood tends to tend you towards beasthood, but any sort of like knowledge tends to lead you towards possibly this more Thumerian look, which would obviously make sense for the lecture hall. So yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And I'm going to round us out with Jeremy, um, our friend and I guess rival. I'm not comfortable <laughs> with that arrangement, but it's, it seems, it seems that he has forced our hand. No, I like you, Jeremy, but you know, I got to, yeah. but Jeremy writes in via Facebook saying, <laughs> um, uh, I was never kidnapped. So I never got to the Nightmare Frontier. Because uh, nobody wanted you. <laughs> so, 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 Jesus. <laughs> anyway, I, I was never kidnapped. So I never got to the Nightmare Frontier until way after most people I know did. Uh, this resulted in a lot of weird conversations with friends as they tried to explain to me the craziness of what they were seeing without spoiling me. I met Patches in the lecture hall before getting to the Nightmare Frontier, which put me off kilter a bit since I kept expecting him to trick me. This also means that I didn't find the jail or Dark Beast Parle or even pre-Blood Moon Yahar Ghoul until I was almost done with the game. It really is amazing uh, how much of this game is completely optional. I don't hate this area as much as I think Gary and Sean do. 
Thanks, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, I told you, man. It's me and Sean versus the world. Yeah. I'll just Gary be and Sean and associate. I'll just be over here playing second <laughs> fiddle or third, I guess. All right, whatever. Okay, cool. I see how it is. No, um, although uh, this is where I learned to hate Frenzy more than anything else in the game, uh, besides the Bell Maidens and the Chalice Dungeons. Uh, it seems an especially dick move to put two or three after a big poison swamp of worms and rock throwers placed carefully so they're equally as difficult to run by as deal with directly and are, of course, right before the shortcut. The boss is unique, uh, uh, sorry, the boss is a unique one for me in that I killed it in one try, unlike almost every other boss in the game that took me multiple attempts. I was using the threaded cane, and the whip state uh, of that weapon was uh, has excellent vertical coverage, making it easy to whack away at its arms. Uh, it was a fun fight, which uh, was later completely spoiled um, when I encountered the buffed version in the Defiled Chalices. Yay! <laughs> dark, dark portent of our future. Actually, I have, I have a, a, a I suppose a confession of sorts is I actually, I kind of like the Defiled Chalice. Hmm. I think oh, it may wow. be for me at least, because the if the actual areas are really easy, so to get through, so you get to the boss fight really easy, and I don't know for some reason I, I hate most of the chalices, um, especially uh, a hill, the Thumerian a hill one, but. I, the defiled chalices were I they fell into the challenge that I enjoyed sort of area so hmm. yeah so yeah, I haven't gotten there yet in this playthrough so I I can't actually speak to it I just know what it's about and know what I think of the chalices I've been through yeah that being said I'd only ever do it once but <laughs> it wasn't the worst part of the chalices for me yeah 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 it is a that 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 is a, thank you Jeremy uh, <laughs> for that. I, I would kidnap you if I could. Um, <laughs> back. Jeez, man. Watch out, Ms. Greer. Um, uh, never meant to kidnap your husband. Uh, I'm sorry, Ms. Greer. Uh, but yeah, you are you are right about, about all those things. Um, yeah, I don't I don't have anything to add. No, neither sure. do I. I still haven't done a playthrough where I use the threaded cane a lot. Um, oh. Like I did a, a kind of an aborted playthrough with it, but I abandoned it for the um, the knives you can get from Eileen. Yeah. yeah. Um, as soon as I got them, because I like those a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get I see how it would be very useful for for yeah. crowd control. Yeah, it's definitely good in these uh, these areas that are more wide open than the uh, than yeah. the alleyways. I think that the early game is not the is not the ideal place for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I also just didn't have the didn't have the punch for me. I didn't have the patience to get it, you know, get it uh, pumped up. Yeah enough um but yeah thanks everybody for mm-hmm. responding we really appreciate it um and thank you sean for sticking around can you remind listeners where they can find you online oh you can find me uh you can find my website at the lorehunter.blogspot.com to uh look up any uh bloodburn lore it's set up kind of like a wiki so you can sort of search for the area you're looking for and it'll bring up whatever community content i found um i do encourage people to send me stuff uh this is i'm not trying to make this my own pure personal curation i'm just trying to find uh what i think is good lore content that's backed up and isn't too speculative so you can find me there or uh, i'm at the lore hunter on twitter yeah send sean your stuff yeah when, when you find it um it is uh it is a good i like it because it gives me another place to check where i find stuff that i have not seen so useful Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, you know where you can find us. Um, we are on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash bonfireside chat. Um, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash duckfeed TV. And uh, there you can talk to us uh, by our ch- uh, Slack channel, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll invite you to. 
Yeah, which is a fun place to be. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, it, it is super. We're building a fun community there, a really good community. And and then you also get the satisfaction of helping support your uh, your podcast that you, at the very least, grudgingly listen to all the way to the end. <laughs> you know that you that you listen to to find ways that we're wrong about games. <laughs> it, we we get we get so little of that, I which is know. nice. Yeah. Like people, every once in a while, someone will be a jerk, but that's very rarely mm-hmm. how they're a jerk. Yeah. Um, but the uh, which is nice because that's the kind of thing that other podcasts like those <laughs> retro retro guys get get called out for being wrong about things that you can't be wrong about <laughs> so often and also things like who gives a fuck like it's just like that's whenever well, apparently any, whenever we do any, because we dedicate our time to make you podcasts about it why don't you care why don't you put in some yeah no nobody like nobody does that nobody does. um or very few people very do few. yeah um but yeah so you can uh, you can join the 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 fun the light side Mm-hmm. with us in uh, our war against the agents of darkness and <laughs> yeah if you have any thoughts about uh yahar ghoul the uh the, the the hidden village or about like you know areas later on like go ahead and uh, drop those off at uh, duckfeed.tv slash contact um i will take those and kind of categorize them but uh, right now we are looking for responses to uh, yahar ghoul yeah and uh so no uh, no deleted scenes this time um so in summation <laughs> cole Aren't you What's a lucky? Video? Aren't you a lucky hunter? There we go. <laughs> Umbasa. 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 And we all pray that we will have far more soon. <laughs>